0: When devastation happens, God is still very much present, along with the Holy Spirit, who is, what? A comforter. Not just a comforter, but an advisor. Not just an advisor, but a counselor. And he's there to help you master your situation and get through. Hello, I'm Dr. Michelle McKinney-Hammond and welcome to Life Talk, where we discuss all things pertaining to living, loving, and overcoming. As I mentioned before, change is seasonal. There are going to be seasons in our lives. Seasons of great joy, which I call spring and summer, and there will be those seasons that are a little more difficult, like fall and winter. Let's think about fall for a moment. I I remember when I lived in the States that uh, one of the things that people loved to do in the fall was go to Boston to see the trees. They had a reputation for just being the most brilliant colors of leaves changing, indicating that something else was coming in the season. So fall was a beautiful time of rich, warm colors, vibrant reds, loud oranges, uh, just fluorescent yellows, and the trees just seemed to come alive with the colors. And literally, it was like driving through a painting. Beautiful. But it also told you that winter was on the way. You know, change can be either a distraction or a projection forward. And the fall... Signals change, and it becomes a period of transition. So it gives you the luxury to prepare yourself for winter. You know it's coming. I'm going to tell you, I love fall when I was in the States because that's when you could really dress, you know. You could wear fabulous sweaters and really look cute on the street walking in your fall clothes. Winter comes, and you've got to cover up a bit more. You know, so... Think about what season you're in right now. Are you in that place where you feel like some things are shifting and changing? Some things are ebbing and flowing. Some things are maybe falling off, falling away, dying, in fact. But I want you to know that this is a setup for something great to happen in your life. I think that we kind of know in our spirits long before change really happens that something is on the way. We don't know what it is. We can't quite put our finger on it, but we sense it. We feel it. I call it divine discontent. It kind of starts in the pit of your stomach on the edge of your subconscious and it begins whispering to you that where you are and what you're doing now is no longer sustainable. Something needs to shift. What is right now has worn out its welcome, whether that's a relationship, a job, a situation you're in, maybe even a house you've been living in for years and you're ready to move and get new decor, whatever it is, like the leaves that change color in the fall, you feel yourself and the circumstances around you fading from their former glory. And, you know, it's kind of, once again, that tension of being excited about a change coming, but also being uncomfortable because you don't know what yet and how much control you will have over that next. When we're not ready for change, it leaps upon us suddenly. It overwhelms us. But when we decide to prepare ourselves for change, like, you know, nature does that very well. The bears begin uh, getting ready in their caves for hibernation. All the birds fly south when they know winter is coming. All of the, even the ants stack up stuff during the summer preparing for winter. But I I don't know what it is about humanity. We kind of assume that life is going to continue as is until we're shocked and rocked by a change. So most of the time, change comes to us in a very uh, surprising way because we're not suspecting or expecting change that's when we get thrown off our center. But it's not too late. You can recover, okay? It's just like those players that get knocked down in the field. They just jump back up and they keep going, and we get to keep it moving as well. Now, we talked about how we feel when change happens. but I don't want you to stay there because living in your feelings is not conducive to you moving forward. All those feelings of apprehension and fear and doubt and anger and pain Are distractions, they rob you of the focus that you need to master your thoughts so that you can instruct your emotions to follow you, not the other way around. Now, when you master your thoughts, you begin to make informed choices based on the reality versus your response to it. You see, your emotion is birthed out of your reaction. Ah, this happened. Oh, this is terrible. How could this happen to me? Why did it happen to me? When we get stuck there, it does not produce answers that help you move forward. The whys and the hows don't work. But when we get ourselves in the mindset of what, what am I going to do with this situation? How am I going to master this situation to work for my good? Hmm. Now we're on to something. So we're going to look at some critical issues that um, will help you assess and recognize the signs of the season and navigate impending shifts that birth change. Keep in mind, it's never the end. There's always a next. And we'll be back right after a music break.
1: My eyes have seen the king in all his glory. And his train fills the temple, his train fills the temple. My eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Let his worship fill the earth, let his worship fill the earth, see his glory. See his power See his wonder
0: Hey, don't forget to make your advance purchase of When Shift Happens on Amazon.com. When you purchase advanced copies, it alerts Amazon something great is happening with this little book over here. Let's aim to make it a bestseller its first week out. Order your copy and don't forget to leave a review. Reviews are very important and they help push sales. So you can support me that way by getting the book and leaving a review. Now, you know, Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 3 says, For everything there's a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up. So what it's saying, in essence, is life happens and different things happen. And our responses to them have to be different in every season, in every circumstance. Life happens. You know, years ago, I found myself facing a massive life change, financial fallout. My career seemed like it had screeched to a halt. I was in ministry, I was on the road, preaching and teaching all over the country, the world, two and three times a week. And September 11th happened. Remember that? Before COVID, there was September 11th, the downing of the Twin Towers by terrorists in New York, and the world stood still. I remember the exact spot that I was in. I was in Winnipeg, Canada, getting ready to do a show with the t who are just adorable people. They had a show called It's a New Day, and I was there promoting a book. And actually, the next day, I was supposed to be on the Oprah Winfrey show that's a whole other story. It didn't happen because September 11th happened and preempted all of my beautiful plans. Have you ever been in that place where something happens and just knocks out all the plans that you have for the future, and you are lost in the shuffle of the pieces of your plans, landing around your feet wondering, what am I going to do now? Well, here I was, I went into the studio. Everyone was in the control room gazing at this TV with awe and wonder on their faces. As I walked in, the second plane struck the second tower. And I thought we were all watching a preview of a movie and that Bruce Willis was going to jump up and tell us the latest action flick. And that's when I was informed that this was real time, that this was really happening, and that the Twin Towers had been destroyed by a terrorist attack. The silence was deafening as we all sat there in unbelief, wondering what had just happened. Well, I found myself stuck in Canada for several days because the world stopped. No planes were flying. No cars were driving anywhere. My publicist finally got the last rental car available and said, you're going to have to drive to Fargo. Fargo! It was like the movie Omega Man. I'd never seen anything like it. I'd never seen highways so empty. And here I am, alone, in a car, on a deserted highway, driving from Canada over the state lines into Fargo to catch an Amtrak train. Ooh, what an adventure. The stops along the way, people searching your trunk, armed people. You didn't know anything could have happened, right? A dear pastor friend of mine stayed on the phone with me most of the way to keep me company. Can you believe that? But it was a scary time. I finally got an Amtrak train to get home from Fargo. And once again, my mindset shifted. There was nothing I could do about the circumstances. There was nothing I could do about September 11th except pray for those who had lost people and pray for people who were still in fear. But after days of being cooped up in the apartment I had been staying at in the television station, watching endless news about everything concerning 9-11, I shifted my attention to the scenery around me. It was beautiful. It was a part of America I had never seen before. And as the train rambled on the track, I looked out the window at beautiful expanses of space and landscape and flowers and trees and brooks and... Uh, bridges and little parks. It was amazing. There's a place I'm still saying I'm going to go back to, Red Rock, Wisconsin. Beautiful. So there I was on the train, enjoying the landscape as opposed to settling into the darkness of 9-11. Yes, it was still a reality, but where I chose to put it in my mind, in my heart, in my spirit, and in my personal space was very much up to me. When devastation happens, God is still very much present, along with the Holy Spirit, who is, what? A comforter. Not just a comforter, but an advisor. Not just an advisor, but a counselor. And he's there to help you master your situation and get through. You know, 9-11 started a series of events in my life that ultimately caused me to lose my home. My ministry petered out because no one was inviting anyone to go anywhere. Everyone was afraid to fly. Um, So life shut down long before COVID. Can you believe it? How quickly we forget uh, the cycle of life and the things that occur. But very much so. People were afraid to travel. Airports were deserted. And life came to a screeching halt. And because when I speak, I eat. Trust me, it affected me financially, Um, along with a couple of things that happened in my office due to mismanagement and the wrong people working for me. A lot took place. So, yes, not only did 9-11 happen, uh, professional fallout happened, personal fallout happened. Uh, I lost my home. I lost my office. I could not maintain those things anymore. So what do you do? Job went through that. All of a sudden, this man who prayed religiously uh, and expected God to protect everything that he was praying about finds himself being wiped out of everything that he'd ever prayed over, his children, his fields, his business, everything. How devastating could that possibly have been? I know of one person who lost all their children in one day. I don't know how you ever recover from that. And yet that man preached on the same day that he heard his children had been killed in a car crash. There's something that God puts in our spirit that causes us to survive and even thrive in the midst of devastation. I couldn't sit down like Job and cover myself in sackcloth and ashes. I couldn't afford to. I had to make some radical decisions to stay above my circumstances in the fallout of home and profession and finance. The luxury of feeling sorry for myself didn't exist. I had to figure out how to make life work. But where to begin? That was the question. And I think that a lot of us get stuck there on how to begin our comeback. There's a time to rest and to let it all sink in because... It is a reality what just happened to you. No one can take away from the reality of how you feel, how you hurt, um, how overwhelmed you might feel in your circumstance right now. And yet, we have to keep hope alive. Failure is not an option. You know why? I think that the first thing that helps us navigate through change and overcome it is having a very pragmatic mindset that life happens, that it is inevitable that shifts are going to happen. Why? Because growth demands change, and nothing greater can happen if we're not compelled by shifts and changes around us as well as within us. And God knows that it is a human tendency to just bask in complacency if we're left to our own devices. So even when we don't like it, Even when we don't like our lives, the devil you know is better than the one you don't. We find excuses to stick with the status quo and try to ride it out on a sinking ship. But if you're honest, you've been here before, just with different characters and circumstances. Change happens in life, and we learn to roll with it one way or the other. One thrives, another merely survives, and one implodes. Which one are you? Hey, listen, if you're enjoying this dialogue, don't forget to pre-order the book When Shift Happens on Amazon and leave a review once you get the book. So We have to deal with the reality that life does happen, yes. We also have to deal with the reality that we're not alone in our situation. And the third reality is it won't last forever. Whatever it is that's happening right now whether it's good or bad neither condition for anyone is rare or permanent you know affluence and lack goes through shifts and seasons of up and down the stock market is proof of that i mean we go from bear to bull and back again and if only we could incorporate the principle of buying low and selling high in every aspect of our life we would be good inevitably what goes up must come down so hang in there Be encouraged. Encourage yourself. You know, David used to talk himself through some stuff. When times were bad, he would talk to himself and say, So, let's praise the Lord. This is where faith comes into play. Fear and faith are both currencies that will purchase your result. Both are belief systems. They both produce what you choose to focus on. So which one are you going to choose? Fear that it's over for you or faith that this setback is merely A set up for an amazing comeback. You get to pick your currency of choice. Fear or faith. It's going to determine how you spend your time and your energy. It's going to determine your attitude, your emotions. Will you be distracted or determined? Either option will determine your emotions, your attitudes, your beliefs, your language. It all comes together. it's, it's, It's like a domino effect. One begets the other. And your emotions are going to have everything to do with what you choose to believe based on the thoughts that are generated from your feelings. Once you've settled into agreeing with your emotions, you'll make decisions that lead to actions, positive or negative. And those actions have everything to do with your outcome. Where are you right now? Stop, think, reflect. How are you feeling? How is what you're feeling affecting your language? Do you see the glasses half empty or half full? Are you depressed or excited? Do you have hope or are you in despair? Your emotions, those feelings, are going to talk to your thoughts and they're going to dictate what you say, and what you do. So let's get a rein on those things. Let's choose to master those thoughts. Write them down. I'm going to suggest that you journal at this point. You write down how you feel. Because when you see it on paper, you'll be able to gauge, is this really a reality or just an emotion? That's where we begin. Hey, listen, if you're enjoying this dialogue, don't forget to pre-order the book, When Shift Happens on Amazon, and leave a review once you get the book. I am really looking forward to sharing everything about how to navigate through those unexpected changes in your life with you. And hopefully, you will glean the results you want for your life because of the mind shift that I'm going to help you create. Hey, this has been another episode all about living, loving, and overcoming. This is Life Talk. If you enjoyed our discussion today, don't just keep it to yourself. Share it with a friend, like, and subscribe. Consider donating to MMH Ministries. More details in the caption. We'd love your feedback, or perhaps you have a question. Email us at askme at michellehammond.com or DM me on any of my social media platforms. And we'll talk soon.